Joy Airholtz. There's also uh, these flyer handouts. I was given one and then I left it somewhere at my spot. But you can get those, you can pass them out. I think they showed one on the screen. All right. This morning, uh, I have just uh, a quick thought for us. Um, I know uh, as we were praising and worshiping, Josh was, was mentioning the, the events that are they're happening in the world, and I'm sure that these are the things that are on many of our minds this morning. Uh, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to say about it, and I, I don't feel that I need to weigh in on my, my thoughts. There's, there's enough words, I think, out there today about the things that are happening. Uh, so instead, I just wanted to pray over us and read uh, from the scripture itself, to just to share with us what I think our, our mindset should be whenever there's something in the world. Uh, this is something that I always turn to whenever there's things that are happening that, that threaten to weigh me down with fear or anxiety. Uh, I always know that I need to turn myself around and say, well, what uh, is the mindset of a child of God? What is the mindset of one who lives in, not in this world, but one who lives in the kingdom of heaven, right? So this is from the opening of Ephesians. It's a, it's a beautiful prayer and one that I, I find myself thinking about often. It says this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the very world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons and heirs by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted as his beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of all sins and wickedness and death according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and all prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, the will of God made known according to his good pleasure, which he purposed to himself, and it is this, this is the will of God for today, the will of God for all time, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in him, both which are in heaven and all things here on earth. So Jesus, we just say that this is true. We say that your word that you speak, that all things on heaven and in earth will be made one in you, Jesus. That is the truth. That is the thing we can stand on. That is something that no war, no trouble, no fear can stand against. In your name, Jesus, we pray that over ourselves that we would know that deep and eternally inside of us. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus, I have to use it. <laughs> An introduction. We're going to see the third part of a skit. It was written by our daughter, Sarah Airholtz, many years ago. It's a skit that's going to show us decision, decisions about relationships regarding that low door. So this is Peter and Linnea coughing. Something else? <laughs> Ted, it's the low door. Let's go through it. Oh, 
um, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe not right now. Uh, remember, we, we, have, we're, we have things we're getting to. We have dinner. We have a movie later. Rather, come on, let's go. Pretty please, Teddy Pooh. Okay. Um, are you coming? Um, I guess. Ted, your cooperation would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Mm -hmm. ah, ah, ouch, ouch. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you wanted to go through the little door. Oh, no. No, honey, you. You wanted to go through the low door. I wanted to go to dinner and a movie, remember? You see, I, I, why do we need this low door, huh? Uh, where things are good between us, we're happy. Come on. Well... And, and have I mentioned how beautiful you look today, honey? Oh, Teddy. There we go, there's that smile. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, I am going to need an ice pack. Woo! Little chorus while we're in. Okay, here we go. We're ready. All right. So, this is interesting. I need half of it. Yeah. Um, before church, Kelvin Johnson came up to me before they, no, before they started practice, and he doesn't realize that what he said confirmed to me the direction we were supposed to start with this part. And there's so many things we could share, right, Steve? I mean, there's just so many things. He had a whole message prepared before we went to his 50th class reunion last weekend, and then some more things surfaced. But when I was at home praying about this message, I realized I still had this puzzle box. And it's one that Sarah referred to when her and Andrew were sharing about the puzzle pieces. This particular puzzle was given to me <laughs> by Ann Nelson uh, sometime during the winter, maybe, and she wrote on it, hard to do puzzle. Plus, when she gave it to me, it's like, it's really hard, I quit. She had a few of the bottom pieces that she left together. I am telling you, I've never put together a puzzle, except when my kids were little, those little ones. This is a thousand piece puzzle. But I saw it and I thought, I think I wanna do that because I wanted to use it on our fireplace at our Red Umbrella thrift store. I thought, when it's all done, I'll glue it, and it'll have a use. 
It'll be worth all the effort. So I was thinking, okay, this puzzle. I did do it. Look at that. I'm gonna say with the help, I don't, did you do one piece? No. Without the help of Steve, but the grandkids helped. Some days they'd come over. It was so hard. I start keeping track next to the puzzle. We got the edge done. I learned that from Elsie. <laughs> you do the edge first. But I'd start to record how many pieces I found in a day. Some days it was zero. Some days one, some days two. When Elsie would come over, sometimes Joy, some of the other grandkids, um, Elsie usually could find one. But what made it extra challenging, can you see that? There was an extra piece that's identical to the front to the, what the picture looks like. So we're working on this puzzle and we started to make progress. And then we would start to get, you know, like five or six at one time or in one day. But we kept having, and it was the same size, same coloring, it shows forest, it shows greenery, shows bark, I think. This particular puzzle, and Elsie would know this, I'd say, it must fit in there someplace. And it reminded me when Sarah took out the rubber mallet, like, let we're gonna make this piece go in this puzzle. That's what this piece did to me. Way till the very end. And all of a sudden, I discovered it's not part of this puzzle. I came back to Anne. I said, there was an extra piece in there that made it more challenging. So anyway, I wasn't sure I was going to start out by sharing this until Calvin Johnson came up to me this morning and said, do you know what I did? Someone, I don't know, someone was breaking up old cement and he went there, must have been with a truck or something, loaded it up and took back the pieces to their property. He says, I put them together like a puzzle, right? And he was proud of it, but it, it's like puzzle. I thought, okay, Lord, you're saying just start out with that. So I showed him that the key with this is there's a pathway. There's a distinct pathway here. I don't know if there's also a thing of the puzzle to go up there. Yeah, you see there's a distinct pathway. 
Now, uh, if anyone's in their right mind, they're going to stick to the path, right? Because if you veer off either direction, let's picture a forest. You don't know that forest. You're trying to create your own path. You don't know where you're going to end up. That's the lead-in to what happened last weekend. We went to Orange City, Iowa, to Steve's 50th class reunion. 50. It's a big deal. But what made it even more special is Northwestern College is where I transferred to my sophomore year from um, Dork College in Sioux Center, Iowa. It's where we met each other for the first time. So we're on the campus. Everything looks so different. But there was a particular lobby was it Fern Smith? Where? Dorm. Dorm. Also where the cafeteria was. Yes, yes. So um, to make this all fit, when I first got to college, I discovered there was cell groups on the campus, and you could sign up for it. And um, I wanted that because I didn't know people there. It was a new college. I was assigned to a cell group. Each cell group had about eight kids in it. And um, my first meeting, I went to that lobby of that dorm to meet the other kids in my group. I did not know that Steve was the president of Christian Fellowship on campus, he was the one that organized those teams, and he was on my team. So I'm going there. I didn't know anybody. I remember walking through the glass doors, and in here, in my spirit, it's like the words came to me, he is going to be your husband. It was him. I didn't even know his name. I hadn't met him yet. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm not one that was into the dating, the boy crazy thing. That was not me. I was intent on getting a college education and focusing on that. So you can put some pictures up. That's what Steve looked like as a junior in 1971. And where's me? I was a sophomore, 1971, 19 years old. Steve was 20. So anyway, in, in those small groups, Changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For good. <laughs> but um, these cell groups met weekly. I went back and I found the original letter about all the details. We met weekly 
fellowship, sharing, prayer, Bible study. I got to do that every week with Steve in that group setting. Twice a month, there was social activities with all the groups. So that's when we had lots of fun. We became friends based on that. When I was, um, I think it was in April, the Lord just put in my heart that I was to consider transferring to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan to finish my art education degree there. And do you, can you remember when I told you that? We never talked After about this. our first this. date, probably. Yeah, I think it was on our first date, maybe. Um, can you put the, yeah, I found this. I didn't know I had it. It says, getting ready for a date with Steve Pomp to May Day Banquet. Did you know we did that? It was in May of 1972. It was the last month of college. <laughs> and I think I told him then, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm transferring. <laughs> to a college 900 miles away. But what may, you can take that off. But anyway, um, what happened as I was looking through the album, you know, at those pictures, back then, it's like I had an extra puzzle piece. I didn't have nearly all my life's puzzle put together, but I thought I knew what it was going to be. I had pictured four years at that first college, graduating there, then teaching school. I loved my roommate. I loved the other kids I knew on campus. Transferring to Northwestern was not part of my puzzle. It, it, it wasn't there. For sure not meeting someone that I might marry. That was not part of my plan at all. And so what comes to me today, when I was praying as I was getting ready to come here, I was praying in the spirit. I kept getting the word decision. Do you notice how that was brought out in that skit? relationships, each one of us has to make a personal decision about relationships. I think this is especially geared to any younger ones here. Is there anyone here, raise your hand if you're 18 or 19, 20 years old, one, only one, 22, 17. <laughs> <laughs> in that age group, yeah. Um, for me, the key was I had to keep my heart right with the Lord and not be swayed by this handsome guy who had no clue that I had that thought about being his husband. He was going to be my husband. 
He didn't know that till probably after we were married. <laughs> but there's a scripture. Um, I had this laying on my table by my quiet time spot, and when I started preparing for this, I said to Steve, these are the two scriptures I'm going to share for my part. The first one is Psalm 16, verses 5 and 6 from the Passion Bible. Lord, I've chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure, my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path, your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. We thank you for that this morning, Father, in Jesus' name, no matter where we are with relationships. Lord, may that be our heart's cry that will leave our destiny and it's timing in your hands. And then Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Lord, you are directing us throughout our journey so we can experience your plans for our lives. You're revealing the life paths that are pleasing to you. Lord, this morning, we want the life paths that are pleasing to you. So help us to decide, to decide in the right way towards you, towards your word, towards trusting you, Lord, with our destiny. Thank you, Lord. And then Steve has some from that Psalm 25. I lost that, but you have it, I think. You know what it says in New King James Version? Psalm 25? Mm-hmm. Oops, it's not on his notes. I don't have that, but I do have this. That, well, actually, our title for today is Jesus Humbled Himself, and we think of that as we look toward communion. And by the way, right away, I want to invite everyone who's a believer in Christ to partake of communion with us today. Yes. But um, this pathway, God has a pathway for each of us. Um, there's a scripture in Proverbs 3, starting at verse 5. Maybe we can go to that. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. And that word ways is the Hebrew word derek. And to derek, it's a life path. It's a, it's a path and it can be a path for today, for this hour, but for a lifetime. And we saw that picture that Joyce had with the puzzle. In all our ways, but even in our life way, I mean, the Derek for our lives, acknowledge him. In other words, every part of it really, it comes down to submitting to him, knowing him in it, and submitting it to him, 
yielding it to him. That's what the piano bench there represents, the, the little door that we pass through into his will and his way, his decisions instead of my decisions. Trying to force the thing like that extra puzzle piece into our lives, wherever we might be in whatever place we are. Then it goes on, and he shall direct your paths. Okay, honey, we, for, we need the picture of that looks like a house. It's the one you wanted from Northwestern, and then you share about, it's what I picked out instead of yours. I don't know if you can see it, it's on the right-hand side. The steps leading steps into the right. house. And, uh, well, it was office, an office building back then. Right. I actually had a few classes in there, too, but... But, uh, okay, so I think this was on that first date. Maybe it was that. No, night. I, I wasn't know. dressed up in that fancy yeah, dress. I don't think so. But anyway, she had told me that she was moving to 800 miles away, you know, to another college. And, and I had really been begun to notice her, you might put it that way. <laughs> I've never heard him say that before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but anyway, okay, it's getting to the end of the school year, and she's moving out, and I'm staying where I'm at, and uh, but we both love the Lord. I mean, we both had a relationship with the Lord. And a lot of these things back then we didn't even know, but our heart was toward God and our heart really was submitted to him. And so we were going for a walk on our last date, I suppose. Yeah, you didn't say that was our, a date. We were date. just walking. I guess it was our only date, maybe. But anyway, we were walking past Dykstra Hall and the steps there. I said, let's, let's just go sit down. And let's what time of day was it? Evening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so we sat down there and we prayed and we gave yeah. our relationship. We together went through that door together. And we said, Lord, we just put our relationship in your hands. You know, if you want us together, then, well, we, we just submit that to you. And what I really loved about that, and what I really loved about that with Steve, is he led that. He initiated that, that leader, that covering that I already so respected him for with um spiritually he led that to um for us to submit that to the Lord. It's so important that it goes on in all your ways and certainly that would be true in relationships, but it says in all your ways. Acknowledge him that means know him. 
I mean, it's really knowing him, an intimate knowing of God, but then acknowledging him in the fact that I'm listening to you. I'm listening to your voice. Remember we talked about Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. You can hear his voice. He made you to hear his voice. Did you hear what I said? He made you that way. He made you in his image. And those of you watching online too, I want you to know that. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He will if you acknowledge him. But if you don't acknowledge him, you can get off the track. You get mixed up and turned around. Do not be, the next verse says, do not be wise, or we could put in there, self-reliant in your own eyes. Fear, reverence, and, and fear means to reverence and have great respect and honor to the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to all your to your flesh and strength to your bones. I mean that that just shows it even affects us physically when we're doing this. Yes, Jesus said, said my sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has an individualized, a uniquely individualized path for your life. For your life um, and he wants us to follow him uh, in John 10 verse starting at verse 3 it says to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and when he brings out his sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and see, that's the key. Then you hear his voice, you hear his word to you, then you, then we need to follow that word. We need to obey the word. That That's where the decision, I don't know if I had that this morning when I was praying, that's the word that came. Decision. Decision. That's what it's talking about. Yeah, you need to decide you need to decide to follow him. So I looked that up on my word wealth in my Bible. The word follow means to accompany, to go along with, to go the same way with, to follow one who precedes. It literally means in union with a road or path. So it's walking down that path with him, following him. And then John 10, 5 says, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. We need to come to know his voice through his word, the written word. And he speaks to us, and he tells us where to go. He tells us what to do. I'm going to insert... Psalm 25, verse 4. This is New King James. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me 
in your truth and teach me. Amen. Then there's another scripture in Jeremiah 7, starting at 23, but this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and walk in all my ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed and walked in the counsels and dictates, stubbornness of their evil hearts, and and went, they were backward, or the wind could also say they were backward and not forward. So that's they got lost, they got off the track. Yep, that's it. Like that forest path veered off on their own. And sometimes you can get lost. I got in the woods behind our house. I got one day deeper in than I had been before. And all of a sudden, you know, I thought I knew where I was going. But I saw the same stump that I had seen before. Or it was actually a log laying on the ground. And I realized I was going in circles. And I realized I didn't have much clothing on. And it was... It was going to be a cold night, and I started, I don't know, if you've ever been lost and you're in the woods, and the thing was, it was all clouds, I mean, and it was windy, I couldn't tell by the sun, I couldn't tell where the sun was, it was getting toward evening, and I couldn't hear, you know, sometimes we couldn't hear cars on our road, all that stuff wasn't there, and I mean... I looked at the trees, and there was moss all the way around the tree. You know, it's supposed to be on the north side, right? But I had never been lost, so I didn't really need that before. But it, it, I could tell how people get panicky. I mean, I was starting to get that way. And then I went a little ways this way. And I thought, no, that's not right. I came back to, the lo- to that log again that was laying down. I went a little, little ways the other way. I thought, I can't get too far here. I got to go back to that log. And then I finally, I didn't know what to do. I started sweating and, and I sat down on the log and I prayed. <laughs> so I guess good. we sat on the steps and we prayed and I sat on the log and, and I prayed. Just pray right away. <laughs> but I prayed and I just had the thought. This is the thought that came after I prayed. I calmed down. I prayed, Lord, help me. I need your help. It was starting to get dark. And the thought that was there strong in me was just don't go this way on the trail, don't go that way on the trail. You start walking straight at an angle from it. And I did. And I, I, I walked through really a thick brush and everything. I thought, this, can this be it? But finally I came to a trail. And I started on that trail. And it started curving this way. And then all of a sudden I could see down the trail... And I saw the number seven 
and it was cabin seven of Pike Point Resort. And I was so happy to see that, you know, but acknowledging him in all our ways, even if you think, if you feel like you're lost now, like I was physically lost there, but maybe you feel lost in other ways. Maybe you're feeling lost because of everything that's going on in the world today. Maybe you're feeling lost because of the war in Israel. You know, it's one thing wars around the world, but when Israel is at war, that really does get us to start thinking, doesn't it? I've had many people ask me, is this, is this it? Is this what's going to lead toward like the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war? That's there just before Jesus comes. Some think that the rapture will be right before that. Um, a lot of people are thinking like that. That's what we saw. When we were at, on the campus, uh, we stayed by Joyce's cousin uh, there near Orange City. And we had been to a banquet on Friday night. And then slept there, woke up Saturday morning, looked now at my... No, you need to back up. What did they show you? We're sitting at this fancy banquet with lots of good food. Yeah, right. And they showed back in 1973, hit song, I mean, all the different things from 1973. Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Was the it song. But... Uh, the headline, one of the headlines it, was war, Israel at war. Mm -hmm. 50, it's 50 years ago, 1973, and I do remember that. So that's what was flashing up on the big screens. This was 50 years ago. Then go to the next so Saturday morning. Saturday morning, I wake up. I was going to get on my phone and just do a few things. And Fox News flashes on, on there. Netanyahu says, we are at war. So. Yeah. And the last time they later. had been was 50 years ago. Yeah. So that. You know, that was on people's minds, and it still is. And what, what I've written down here, well, yeah, a reminder that Saturday then, we were done with stuff at the college. We knew there was going to be a prayer call we could connect to with Billy Brim Ministries. So Steve found kind of an empty parking lot in um, Dort College. We always drive past there just for my memories. We parked there. We connected by phone the prayer conference. It was um, emergency prayer for Israel. And so I don't know if so you want to say. We, we did yeah. that on Dort campus there. We yeah. did that. Yeah. But I also wrote down... I remember what it was like 50 years ago when the thing with that war broke out. I was in college. I was young. Then I was, I think, well, I think I was getting ready to student teach. And it was like, well, if it's the end of the world, 
If it's the end of the world, does that mean Jesus is coming? Why am I still in college? Why am I going to start student teaching? What If this is how things are going to be, why am I doing what I'm doing? It's like, and it's like, am I ever going to get married to Steve? I mean, if this is the end of the world, I won't have any children. You know, I seriously, this wasn't just a passing thought. This was very real to me 50 years before. And I've had people, younger ones, asking me questions about that now. But what we did, yes, I student taught elementary, then I went to the high school, did my student teaching, worked in an art gallery for a year. Well, we'll save the other for next week, probably. Anyway, we kept on living normal lives, but the prayer motor was going. Okay. But as we prepare for communion, as we flow into that here yes. in a moment, Here's the word I have for you. This is the word that the Holy Spirit has for you in this hour. When there is war in Israel, that we don't know where it's going to go, where it's going to end. Um, it may or it may not be that which is leading to that war that's mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39. You can read about that yourself. We're not going to today. We don't know that. What's the word? Well, it's the same word that I got in 1988 when there were, you remember this thing, there were 88 reasons why Jesus was coming in 1988? Some of you weren't even born then yet, I know. But some of you remember that, right? But then in 2001, when the Twin Towers were hit, that sense was in the air too. Um... But this is the word that I brought in both of those times, and I asked the Lord about it, and he says, same word. It's watch and pray and be ready. Your prayers make a huge difference in what's happening in this world, even on the world stage. Your prayers and mine make a big difference what happens in your life, in your family's life, in your life in, of employment, in your school, your prayers. God hears those prayers in the name of Jesus. And he wants you to be praying. He wants you to stand strong and be praying in this hour as the Lord leads you. Be praying about things. You don't know what to pray in English? Pray in the Spirit, in the prayer language. But watch and pray. And one thing to pray for in America is for spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger in this nation. Spiritual hunger in this day. But watch and be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Luke 12. I don't know where you got to skip to, Emily. Is that Emily back there? Hi. Hi, Emily, that is Emily. 
Um, so Luke 12, starting at verse 35, and this is New Living Translation, and the, the headline on my Bible, it says, Be ready for the Lord's coming. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast, and then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them and put them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time. Be ready all the time. Say that with me. Be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. So just being ready. Just being before him. Just that walk with him. Staying close walk down that pathway with him. Acknowledging him moment by moment every day. Just living with him. You know, he's with you. Just keep walking and talking with him. He'll, you'll be ready. If you haven't received Christ as your Savior... Don't wait another day. This is your day. Maybe someone in here or maybe someone online. Receive him as your savior. Don't wait. But then the next scripture, Emily, in Luke 19, 13 there. Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. And I was looking that up in Strong's. Occupy means to busy oneself with with things here on earth, but it's being busy with his business. Not my business, his business. What does he want me to be doing to, in this time, in this hour? Hallelujah. I think we'll jump down to 1 John 2, 28 now. And now little children, abide in me, dwell in me, remain in me. And when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. So that's what we want to do. And Lord, as we prepare to receive communion together here now, the Lord's Supper, we just commit ourselves anew. We, we just, in our hearts, we just go through that door, that low door of humility, and surrender and yielding and acknowledging you in all of our paths, the individualized paths of our lives, that pathway, that derrick that you have for us, Lord. We yield ourselves anew and afresh to you. And as we partake of this meal, we know that we are proclaiming the Lord's death, your death, Lord Jesus, until you do come again. Hallelujah. So once again, we want to invite those who may be visiting today to partake in the 
if you can't, there should be uh, communion cups in the seats. If you can't find one, raise your hand and we'll have someone get one to you. I think we need a couple in the front here for these folks. Maybe. Does someone have some extras? Oops, I did the wrong end. Okay, so we take out the bread that's on the one end. Small end. Yeah, the small end, there's the bread. Okay, I'm gonna have you repeat this after me today. The Lord, I believe, told me to tell you this. Um, just say this. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe my Father God sent him. I believe my Father God sent him. To this earth. To this earth. To live. To live. To die on the cross. Die on the cross. In my place. To die, to die, be placed in the grave, descend to hell, but rose from the grave. He rose from the grave. And now he's alive and well. And I am alive and well. In him. In him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the bread here, I see we have it up. Uh, Matthew, you're on the ball there, Emily. Matthew 26, verse 26 says, As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And so we're in covenant through Jesus' blood. We're in covenant. And the bread was broken, represents Jesus' body, and it was broken for us. And even as we receive it, let's receive wholeness in our bodies. There's something in your body, but any part of your being, your mind, your emotions, they affect our bodies a lot. Any part. Let's, let's partake together and receive wholeness from his brokenness. Hallelujah. And as it, then as it said, it took the cup Representing his blood that was shed for us. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful. 
Can you sing this with me? On the cross crucified, great sorrow he died. The giver of life was he. Yet my Lord was despised, rejected of men. This Jesus of Galilee, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely he bore our sorrows, and by his stripes we are so thankful that it's true that we know it's true that your word wasn't inspired by any man or men or women but inspired by you it's all truth and what it says but you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, right in the midst of this communion, we think of those that we know that don't know you, and we pray for them. We lift them up before you. We lift them up before you. Give them a spiritual hunger. Give them spiritual hunger. So let's partake together of thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You might see we have over by the cross, which speaks of this communion service. We have the Christian flag. We have the flag of our country, the United States of America. And we have the Israeli flag. Why don't we just reach our hands out toward that Lord and Father, we pray. We lift up our voices together in prayer. Lord, I pray that you would give us a spirit of prayer, just an unction of prayer. Down in the depths of our being, as, as individuals, as families, as a church, as the church here in northern Minnesota, in all of Minnesota, in all of this country, but then around the world as well. Unction of prayer to pray 
for whatever you would have us pray for. But as was mentioned earlier, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray. We pray. We pray for the same here in the United States of America. We pray for a turning to God. We pray for a turning to God in this nation, in Israel, in the world. We pray for a turning to God. We pray for those right now on a mission from our church in another country. We lift them before you. We know you have them on assignment right now, and that's a prayer assignment. On site with insight, Lord, praying right there. And we pray for them as they go, but also we don't want to slack. We don't want to be slack in our prayers. We want to be strong in prayer. And we don't want to be distracted by other things. We want to go through that low door, whether it's relationships or whatever, jobs or school or... Lord, we go through that low door. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Julie, can you get on the piano? In the name of Jesus, that old song, remember that one? You know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against powers and principalities of the unseen realm. And as we go today, we're going to sing about the victory. And then in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Why don't we stand up to do that? Hallelujah. Oh, we can start it. Acapella, or can you? Okay, it probably won't take long. You need the right key, that's true. Yeah, that's. I acknowledge that fact. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge you, Lord. I think I know the words. You can help sing, Julie. You can help with the words, too. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Hallelujah. When we go in the name of Jesus, there is none that can stand. I guess it works. <laughs> Is it too okay, high? Okay, the next one, a little bit high for me. Oh, okay. If I'm going to sing melody, I can sing bass, okay. Okay, and then the next verse is, By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Okay. By this, the blood. You, talk, you talk about taking you back. <laughs> this takes me back 50 years. This song. We sing it all the time. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, we have the victory. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, demons. 
but you apply that to yourself, your unique, individualized life, your life, the things in your life that have come against you. But then also, we're doing it things in the state of Minnesota, but then also in this world, and we're believing also the things, Jill, Grab, and Crystal, why don't you grab a flag too? One of you take the American flag, one take the Israeli flag, and I'm not sure I know, I can see who you are, but why don't you take the, the Israeli, or the whatever flag is left there? Is the, yeah, okay, whatever one. Do you know who I'm talking Anybody there? Yeah, okay. Hallelujah. You see what we're doing here? This isn't just, this isn't just, this isn't just. This is, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is. And you know, we were watching the Billy Brim prayer meeting last night. Thank you, sir. And during the meeting, well, it was Lynn Hammond, actually, from the cities, from the church there, Living Word Church in the cities. They were in prayer. They were in high prayer, I guess you'd say. I mean, they were interceding for these situations going on. And then at one point, they got the flags together, and then they kind of braided them together. Does anybody here know how to... I'm just... <laughs> I'd, what I'd, what we need to do is let's bring these flags and well, Joyce, you did that, didn't you? Yeah, they Well, they can hold them together. Okay. Just what we want to do is just braid them together. We in the church are standing together, you know, for our nation and we're also for Israel. We're told to pray for the peace of Jerusalem in the Bible. And so we're doing it, and we're singing it. <laughs> One thing I never liked about church was when you end up just going through a form of something and not having any real meaning to it. And that can really happen with communion. And we don't want it to happen. <laughs> and when we come together, we're just coming together, put in our time, and then we go out to have a meal and go home. What is, being, what is happening now as we sing this song? We don't have the words for that somewhere, do we? Maybe you can yell them out ahead of time or something. We, <laughs> or maybe there's another song that's better, but that's a good one, though. But things, let me tell you this. This is the truth. Things are transacting in the spirit realm as we pray. And as we sing songs of prayer, and as a mm -hmm. declaration, see, this is a declaration song. Mm -hmm. This is a declaration song that we have the victory, and the victory is in Christ Jesus, of whose death we were just, we call it celebrating Eucharist. But we're going to sing this song again. 
And we're believing that the angels who have gathered, believe me, there's lots of angels in here, not just your individual angels. The angels have gathered here because they knew we were going to do this. And they're getting ready to be dispersed. And this is, yes, it's individualized to your lives, to your places where you work, your schools, but also to Israel, but also in this nation where needed. Do you believe that? I believe it. And I believe it even more now than I did 50 years ago. 50 years have just proven it to me. Over and over and over again. Those songs, Josh, this morning, right on track. Holy Spirit-directed songs. You song leaders, you're directed by the Holy Spirit in those songs you pick. So, we have this, we got it. Hallelujah, there it is. It's, so let's sing this. This is from our hearts singing, and we're believing, amen, as we sing this. Let's just sing it out, all right? We got the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have. Okay, now this one is by the blood, but then the rest okay. is the same, right? Yes. And let's clap this time. I don't think the enemy likes clapping either. When we're <laughs> clapping in victory. Why are we clapping? It's a victory clap. Amen. Hallelujah. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, we have the victory. Tell me, who can stand before the name of Jesus? No one, no how. Let's say that. No, no one, one, no how. how. Again. No, no one, one, no how. And that's in your life, in your family's life, in your workplace, in the school, in this state of Minnesota, in this nation of the United States of America, and we declare it in Israel as well today. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Are we done, Lord? Never done. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, that's something we need to be aware of, too. We can get 
that in the church so easily where, and I don't understand our customs here and so forth, the timing of church services, but when the Holy Spirit isn't done in a meeting, if I'm leading, I better not stop. Amen. You'd know what it's like if you were the one up here and you didn't get the go-ahead to say, okay, we're dismissed. If you don't get that, it's not time. And there's something in me that's not, that says it's not quite yet. I don't know what that is, though, for sure. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is there another song of victory? Oh, well, I wouldn't want to do it alone, but I really like the one we did a couple of weeks ago, See a Victory. <laughs> I don't know if somebody can, can come help me, but I think. Okay, call him out. Yeah. Call him out. I don't, can we I know get the, John is here. Can we get the words for <laughs> do that? You guys, too? Can you just, can we grab it? What? What is the song? See a victory. See a victory. <laughs> oh, we have a folder. I mean, we have the music. Should we grab it quick? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to see the victory. We're going to see the victory. We're going to see the victory. See the victory in Jesus' name. Here's a, here's a scripture I didn't read. I'll read this while they're getting that ready. The headline of it is, this is James, well, maybe you're finding that song. It's, the headline is, Be Patient. Brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord comes again. See how the farmers wait for their precious crops to grow. They wait and patiently, they wait patiently for fall and spring rains. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. And so we need to continue. And patience, included in patience, is endurance. Endurance. Continuing on. Even if you don't feel like it. Even if you think, feel weak in what you're doing. And you want to give up. And the Lord says, no. Are we ready? Okay. Did we find the words? Do you for... have the words? See a victory? Okay. All right. Okay. I believe this will be the close. Let's sing this together. Okay, and, and again, it's from our hearts and real. But this is declaration too. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. When the darkness falls, it won't be there. There's a God I serve on the other.
back there and things look so terrible, so bad. Just get our popcorn. And... Having a good time because we know what the final score is going to be. Who the victor is going to be. Well, in the Lord Jesus Christ we're going to win. We're going to win. No holding back, cause we're gonna win. We're gonna win. Don't just sit back in your room, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for him to come. Get out there and occupy and do. Until you're done, he'll show you what to do and what not to do. So acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. The path for this day. The path for this week, the path for this month, the path for this year, he'll bring it so clear. You will know it in your knower, you'll see it with your seer just go don't hold back but occupy occupy be busy with his business 
busy with his business and you won't get stressed and that's what we need it's his business not necessarily our business we need to run the stuff we through we do all through that door too Lord you want me to do it or not I got this extra puzzle piece I'm trying to make it fit well maybe you need to just lay it aside for now and focus on what he's already shown you to do that's an important point of following him in his pathway is he will show you by his voice because his sheep know his voice he'll give you the word but then it's your decision it is your choice am I going to walk where he told me to am I going to be obedient some can't seem to get more direction because you haven't been obedient on something he already told you to do together as we fellowship. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. 